the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. the Nick D podcast, like the gentleman just said. My name is Nick DeGilio. I am your host. It is episode number 195. How's everybody doing? Hope you're well. Uh, if you're listening to this on the day it drops, it's a Friday. Everybody looks forward to Fridays. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving, you know, which means that the work week coming up is just a waste of time, just a complete waste of time. What are you going to do if you're living it, if you're working at home? What are you gonna? You're not gonna. You don't have to put pants on if you work at home. If you go into work before Thanksgiving, what do you do those three days or two and a half days or whatever? You don't have to have to wear pants when you go in to work. If you if you work in an office, I think you don't have to wear pants the three days leading up to Thanksgiving. Who cares? Anyway, happy holidays. All the holidays are starting. Of course, the holidays started. You know, Christmas stuff started. You know, like. In September, because that's the way it is now. You can't get those stupid-ass Christmas lights and trees have to go up before Halloween at this point. And anyway, uh, leading into Thanksgiving week, always a good fun time. So remember, no pants. I don't even know what that means. Hey, it's Nick DiGilio, and uh, this is the Nick D Podcast. You are listening to the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, and I am proud to be a part of this wonderful network. By the way, you can also listen to uh, the Radio Misfits uh, 24-hour free streaming service. It's absolutely free. It goes 24 hours. It's got amazing, amazing programming. It's like radio, only it's a lot cooler. It's free. It's awesome. Radiomisfits.live, our 24-hour streaming service, should be listened to immediately. You can hear some incredible music that you've never heard before. There is a great podcast as part of the network called the Unsigned Music Podcast. And if you have a, a, a band and you guys are not signed and you want your music to be heard, this is how you do it. You know, let us know. And uh, the unheard music will be played throughout the day, as well as episodes of the best podcasts you'll ever find on any network and any platform, including this podcast and my SNL podcast. You can hear this podcast daily at 3 p.m. Central at RadioMisfits.live, our 24-hour streaming service. And you can hear my Saturday Night Live podcast, which is the best Saturday Night Live podcast in the world. That's called That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years. If you're an SNL fan and you don't subscribe to that podcast, you need a mental facility now because you should subscribe immediately. You can hear my SNL podcast daily at 9 a.m. Central. Radiomisfits.live, a great 24-hour streaming service. Make sure you check it out. I want to thank uh, Jason Skaggs for doing all the music and the sound for both of my podcasts. Ed for doing everything else. If you want to be a sponsor on this podcast, you should because a lot of people listen to this podcast and it would behoove you and your business to do such. Get in contact with us. Let's make it happen. Be a sponsor. Advertise. Sales at radiomisfits.com. Drop us a line. We'll hook that up. You will be a sponsor, and everybody will be happy, and your business will be mortified. And 
and mortified. That's what I'll be talking about a little bit later on with uh, Marnie Shure on the next episode. But uh, your business will be uh, fortified is what I meant. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Be a sponsor now. Want to be a part of the Nick D podcast in general? I got a voicemail system that's set up exclusively for you, the subscriber, the listener, the cool people. We want to hear from you. We want your contributions, your questions uh, for all of our regular guests. We want to hear your thoughts. Anything you want to say at any time of the day or night, 24-7, it's set up for you. Call that voicemail message system right now and leave us a voicemail at 773-417-6948. I listen to all of them. I play some of them back on the uh, podcast. Some of you people are insane. That's all I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) But I love listening to the messages, despite the fact that there is a good portion of people who listen to this podcast who are fucking idiots. But that's cool. We want to hear from you. 773-417-6948. Drop us an email anytime you want with your thoughts and any questions or all that stuff. Open all the time, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Please take the time to share, like, rate, review us on every platform. It's the Nick D Podcast and the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. On today's episode, which is episode number 195, as I mentioned, Jim Ryan is going to join us. He is a music journalist. Uh, he reviews um, concerts, reviews music, and talks to some amazing people. And we are going to talk to him about some of the incredible interviews that he's had and get some insight um, talking with some incredible people, including Andy Summers from The Police, uh, Lainey Wilson, who is a great uh, Western uh, country and Western singer. Uh, he's been to a lot of concerts. He went to uh, Vegas to see that insane U2 show at that crazy circle dome thing. Anyway, he was there. He survived. We'll talk about that. Tons of music stuff to talk about with the great Jim Ryan, who writes for Forbes and for the Daily Herald. And then Esmeralda Leon is going to join me for our regular visit. Uh, We're going to talk about how people are dumb. And man, people are dumb. The majority of the people on this planet are morons. And Esmeralda and I like to point that out. So we're just going to talk about how people are dumb and some of the dumb warning signs and warnings that are left out for people. So dumb people, that's the topic. I mean, that's a topic that we could talk about for 77 hours, considering (laughs) the topic. But we've got that. So we got Esmeralda and I talking about dumbness, Jim Ryan and I talking about music, and you having some fun and uh, listening to this lovely episode of the podcast. So I want to thank you all for joining us. And uh, we got some really great stuff coming up. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Marnie Schur from uh, Mortified, the, uh, the, the, the great uh, stage show, and The Takeout. We got her coming up, uh, Eric and Steve. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, all the holiday movies that are be coming up for Thanksgiving. So uh, lots of stuff coming up for the Thanksgiving week. Uh, Marnie Schur to talk about food and Thanksgiving. And like I said, Eric and Steve to talk about movies for the big holiday releases. And then leading into Thanksgiving. So. Uh, it's a shortened week next week, so let's have a fun weekend, shall we? And let's kick it off with this great podcast and a great talk with the wonderful uh, Jim Ryan and this lovely lady. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. She loves the show. What can I say? Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. You know what else Carrie Russell loves? She loves this book that I love to talk about on every episode of this podcast, and you should pick it up. Hey there. Are you tired of that same old, the same old stories? Well, Buckle up, because Brian Alaspa's Devoured, yeah, that's right, Brian Alaspa's Devoured is about to take you on a wild ride. St. Louis is teetering on the edge with riots, unrest, and the mayor's downright stubborn insistence that the 4th of July must go on. But don't tell that to public safety manager Logan Field. He's got problems bigger than the most overcooked barbecue. With a deadly attack, a missing boy, and mysterious events that make your Aunt Sally's ghost stories look like a fairy tale, something sinister is brewing in the city. 
Logan's at his wit's end. The only help he can find is a struggling hunter and a professor who's a whiz with ancient evils. It sounds like the start of a bad joke, right? But there's nothing funny about what's awakening in St. Louis. So join the race against time as this unlikely trio faces down an evil as old as time itself. Think your commute's tough? Try saving a city from being, you guessed it, devoured. Brian Alaspa's Devoured will have you laughing and gasping and frantically flipping pages. So grab some popcorn, turn down those lights, and dive into a world where saving the city just might be the craziest 4th of July ever, and trust us, it's more exciting than a sparkler, and the only thing that might get burned is the midnight oil as you read till dawn. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Thrilling, chilling, and the perfect way to spice up your summer. It's available now in paperback for Kindle exclusively through Amazon.com. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jackal. Treat for you, Jim Ryan. Oh, he is on the lion, Jim Ryan. I am about to pour a big bowl of Jim Ryan down your ear hole. Jim Ryan. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Have you ever met a man named Jim? Last name Ryan. Or last name Ryan. First name Jim. Well, this particular one, well, he writes concert reviews. Interviews musicians in golf fancy shoes. Now's the time we turn up the microphone louder so we can hear what Jim Ryan has to say. Jim Ryan theme from the great Jason Skaggs. It's time to talk music and more with uh, Jim Ryan. You can read him uh, on for- at Forbes, and you can read him at uh, Daily Herald, and you can check him out at RadioJimRyan.com, and he is Jim Ryan. Hi, Jim. Hello, Nick. How are you, buddy? I'm hanging in there. How about yourself? Well, you know, hanging in the thing, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's hey, good. you know, I do want to mention uh, in, that, um, in that song that Jason Skaggs mm-hmm. did, he uh, says uh, he 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 gets he gets two syllables out of the word line. Yes, um, uh, lion is what he says, mm-hmm. um, and that reminds me. And I haven't mentioned this. I've been uh, uh, I was remiss in mentioning this, but I do want to mention this. Um, you're a radio guy mm-hmm. because well, you have to be because your sort screen of. name is Radio Jim Ryan, <laughs> and your website is RadioJimRyan.com. So yeah, I, legally, brand, you have to be a radio. Branded myself so accurately. Yeah, yes. can't fuck with your branding, man. You don't want to do that. Um, well, there was a guy that I grew up listening to in the seventies. Um, his name was Jim, by the way, okay. Jim, Jim Chanel was his name. Okay. Uh, and he went by, uh, the name, uh, uh, Captain Whammo in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah, man. Captain <laughs> Whammo and the Whammo lion. So, and he used to get two syllables out of the word line because it okay. was Captain Whammo's Whammo line. And he used to go, Captain Whammo and the Whammo lion. So that's what, that's why. 
Skaggs did that in the in that intro because he knows that okay. I love I love the fact that Captain Whammo used to get two syllables. Um, and I'm remiss I haven't mentioned this. Uh, Captain he, Jim Chanel passed away last week. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, and I never I'm well you know I'm not gonna say I never met him. I met him over the phone uh, many many times when I was a kid because I used to listen to him. He was on weeknights on uh, a couple of FM rock stations in the 70s, most notably MET. He was on MET, MET in the Waymo line. Um, and I'd listen to him every night, and uh, I won like countless cutout, terrible albums from him over the years. And Did you uh, call in and request Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? I recall I called in, I request stuff, and he would have like the Waymo line where you could call up and tell a joke, man. Yeah, tell a joke. <laughs> And I would go in and I'd tell my dad's joke, my, da- my dad's old jokes. And yeah. I would call in and I'd be, I'm, I don't know, I was like 10, 9, 10, 11 years old. <laughs> and I would call in and tell these jokes and I'd win like every night. Like, and, and at that time, <laughs> you know what radio stations where, I mean, now, I mean, shit, radio stations don't really exist anymore. But now, yeah, barely. back in the day, there was like a, you had to wait six weeks or something before you could win again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. There was that period of time where, like, you can't call in if you won. Now you got to wait another six weeks. And I would mark it off on my calendar. That's how often I won. That's how often I called in when I was a kid. I would like, okay, I can call in. And, uh, I, you know. I did the same stuff, by the way. But, but did you? Ahead. Of course oh, yeah. you did. Because you're Radio Q- Jim Ryan. <laughs> Q101 and Rock 103.5, yeah. Yeah, definitely. man. Wait, how, can, how am I not doing this? Hold on a second. Hold on. How am I not doing this? Hold on. we got to have. Uh... Is there malfunctioning equipment no, hang on. in the hang studio? On. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, Hold wait, on. wait, wait. Give me a second here. Standing I by. I didn't load these up. Hold on. This is what happens <laughs> when you don't when you don't load stuff up. You got to load it while it's happening. And uh, You call yourself a pro. Yeah, you fuck. Yeah, hell yeah. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. See, that like was totally that. worth it, wasn't it? Wasn't I it like that. That, that was... Yeah. I've never heard that one before. That was you haven't heard these before. These that's that's Jason Scott. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh yeah, yeah, man. So anyway, that's Jason Scott because I don't have I don't have reverb on my mic here in my house. <laughs> right. And uh, and so I need reverb. Yeah, I need yeah, man. So anyway, I gotta have the reverb. But anyway, Captain Whammo was one of those guys that used to put reverb on. You know. Yeah. So I would call and win all the time. And so I, I listened to this guy all the time, and he told, like, ridiculous jokes, and it was borderline offensive, and you know what I mean? Like, he was just, yeah. it was a 70s rock jock who was probably enjoying all kinds of drugs and, like, saying <laughs> whatever was even, you know, like, remotely offensive on the air, he would do it. And I loved the guy. Captain Whammo was, yeah, he was the greatest. Captain loved Captain Whammo. So, anyway, Captain Whammo, a guy named Jim Chanel, and he passed away, um, and um, he was, uh, I think, 87 or something like that. Wow. Uh, okay. And he passed away. He's living in Florida, and he's a guy. He found God. So good for him. He, you know, that's that that happened. Like all all of the horrible, you know, ways of his life before when because because he was when he was Captain Whammo doing all this stuff and saying pretty <laughs> offensive, borderline xenophobic and racist stuff. Uh, you know, he found uh, the phrase that pays. God. He did. He he did. And so Jesus and then he worked. With, he worked for for he worked with, uh, with Christian radio stations and Christian networks for a long time. And that's cool, man. He found his thing, and that and he's and awesome. That's great for him. Uh, and then that ter- period of time. But I used to do an imitation of him <laughs> when I first got on the radio back in like 1998, 99, and I would be like, Yeah, man, Captain Weibo, you know. Yeah, man. And so it got back to him. 
And I, you know, that I was doing how this. Did, I was like, how did this I, get okay. back to him? His mother still lived in Chicago. Okay. And he had, he had moved down to Florida and he was working in a radio station down in Florida or he was like semi-retired or something and doing like the, the work of the Lord or something. Two down for in Florida. Tuesday. Yeah. He didn't, it didn't know two for two, two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two penance for Tuesday is what they, I believe is what they called it. <laughs> so, so anyway, so, so. His mother, I guess, said, hey, there's this idiot who's on a radio station like 1 o'clock in the morning, and he talks about you all the time, and he does like a really bad impression of you. So I get into the office at the car wash, okay, and I'm checking my voicemail, you know, at, the, at work, <laughs> and I was like, hey, man, this is Jim Chanel, Captain Whammo. I understand you've been doing an impression of me. And I was like, holy shit, it's Captain Whammo. And so I call him back, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's your Captain Wabo. And he couldn't have been nicer. He was nice. Lovely man. And he, did awesome. my, and, he, and he did my show. Uh, and he was a guest on my show uh, twice. And I think that should be your outgoing voicemail message. Yeah, well, I don't know what. Now, that but. was, Jesus Christ, it was from 30-something. It was like please, almost 30 Please don't ago. use the Lord's name in vain as we yeah, talk about. I, exactly, yeah. as we talked about Captain Wabo. But. You know, but he was he was like one of my early, you know, like it was him and and then Roy Leonard, like those, those like and you want to go from one opposite to the other, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. You know, Captain <laughs> Wambo, yeah, man. You know, like telling semi-racist jokes, giving away fog hat tickets, and then you have the classiest man in the history of broadcasting as my other idol. Right. Uh, but but in all seriousness, though, you know, like um, and I'm and I'm glad that he he was very very happy later in his life. Uh, and he found his work with the Christian radio station and his Christianity. You know, he found that rewarding and wonderful and great for that guy because he provided a lot of entertainment for me when I was a kid. And um, but, yeah, I wanted to mention that the only other person to ever use lion uh, in two sentences was Captain Whammo. And he passed away. Now, what did you who were your guys who, when you called up when you were calling Q101? Who were the? <laughs> is it James Van Ostel? Was James Van Ostel? Uh, he, yeah, he was one. And then when I when I interned at 94.7 The Zone. Yeah, he was, he, he was there, so that yeah. was that was fun. Hey, J. A. Listen, James worked at uh, at the car wash for a while. He filled in. He filled in at the car wash. Wow, he was. He did. He worked at GN for a while. I do. Vague, I, I do have a vague recollection. Yeah, of this now. He, yeah. He, he used to fill in for me when I would take nights off. He would fill in for me, and he's uh, a good guy. He's a terrific guy, and his podcast, the car, the car, the car podcast, is fantastic. Yes. Uh, no, I love that guy. But I figured you would because you're about the right age to to have listened to him at that. You know what I mean? And, and uh, yeah. So who else was on when you called? Well, I mean, it's funny, like, because you 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 mentioned how uh, some of these '80s, '70s, '80s characters were they moved forward in their broadcast career with a little less couth than is required today. <laughs> um, and apparently, yeah, to my say, mom to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> my mom tells a story that apparently I got in trouble in kindergarten, and she got called <laughs> up to school because I was I don't know if I was doing an impression of or telling a joke I heard on his show that morning but Murphy in the morning yeah, the, the crazy man. the crazy guy with the street yeah. jackets man yeah yeah, yeah man yeah Murphy Robert in the Murphy. morning Robert Murphy Remember those commercials I, with the street yeah. jackets hell yeah <laughs> cuz he's crazy cuz he's so crazy he's got to put him in his fucking straight jacket you're never going to believe what's coming next on the morning zoo man <laughs> <laughs> was, I love you. You know how much I love that shit. You know how much I love. Yes, same. FM jocks and morning. Oh my Zoom. god, I love that shit. But That's like that guy, I he's a, another guy. Incredibly nice dude. Like I've 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 met I met Robert Murphy. Incredibly nice guy. And shit, somebody used to work. 
I work with somebody who was on that show, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was somebody who did traffic. I think I. I, will, with- I was gonna say I think I did traffic one time on a hundred point three. And he was doing and Afternoon he, Drive. Yeah, yeah. She 100.3. What a great name. Yeah. You'll never yeah. guess what the intended demographic of that station no, was. No, like. I had no idea. <laughs> truckers, men, truckers. <laughs> now here's Stevie Nicks. Fans of porn. Was that yeah. the... Um, so, no. Uh, so, no. But so, okay, so Murphy in the morning. God damn. Yeah, beautiful. so great. apparently I got in trouble and my mom had to go up there all embarrassed oh, to school. No. And talk to Father Crosby because young Jim was acting oh, the no. fool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And apparently wow. it was all on Murphy in the morning routine. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you got in trouble uh, uh-huh. kindergarten. At, 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 at kindergarten over 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 uh, Murphy in the morning bit. You got in trouble with the Catholic Church. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Catholic grade school in Palos Heights. The Catholic Heights. Church didn't like that. Uh, uh-uh. Okay. It's okay know. if you do other It's things. all right. The other stuff's fine, as long as nobody yeah. finds out about it. But Murphy in the morning? Oh, hell no. Do as not we say, that. not as we do. Exactly. All right. Well, anyway, rest in peace, Captain Whammo, Jim yes. Chanel, a really lovely man. And, I'm, and, and and in all seriousness, the guy was very happy in the later part of his life um, and uh, was very gratified in, in what he was doing in the, in the world of Christianity. I'm and, glad that know, story had a happy ending. I wasn't no, sure. It's, it's, no, it's got, a great, it's got a very happy ending. A lovely guy. And... Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, and so so I just wanted to mention I forgot to mention it uh, in the intro of this of, of this episode, and I I thought I'd mention it now since it's a radio thing, and you are Radio Jim Ryan. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. The writer formerly known as Radio. That's yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to change Writer Jim Ryan. That doesn't doesn't have quite the same ring no. as Radio Jim Ryan. No, the R's that alliteration. It's yeah, you can't no, you can't script that. Come on, you can't. Of course not. Captain Whammo wouldn't have been able to do that, <laughs> and he got two syllables out of the word line. So all right. Well, uh, Forbes magazine. Forbes is where you write a lot of stuff. Daily Herald is where you write a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, we're talking about music and some interviews that you've done and some concerts that you've seen. Uh, let's talk about a couple of the uh, interviews that you've done. Now, Lainey Wilson is a country star. She is. Yeah, I don't do a lot of country, so yeah. Yeah. Now, you're going to have to educate me because that's not my uh, – that is definitely – I mean, I don't know. I think Steve Earle counts, right? Uh, yeah, Americana, uh, Outlaw Country. I like the Outlaw Country stuff. Sturgill, always... does Sturgill count? Sure, Stapleton and Sturgill, sure. Stapleton, yeah. okay, those guys I like. Yeah, me too. Yeah, not a lot of the other shit, but those guys I like. Same. So I have to say, I don't know who Lainey Wilson is. I, I see here that she plays Abby on Yellowstone. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, so I, yeah, so then you I and I are not, the only I, two people. We're the I only two people not watching this goddamn show from no, what I can tell. I've tried. I watched it on the, on the Paramount Plusy. You I, got I watched, further than I did. And I watched, I couldn't get through like an episode. I was like, well, for Kevin Costner, I'd like just like to punch him in the face repeatedly. <laughs> so that's that's an issue. Unless um, it's a baseball movie, I don't want anything to do with it. And yet. I like the the woman who's in it, who uh, the Riley, whatever I don't her even name know. is. Okay. I like her very much because she was in Flight. She was in Robert Zemeckis' Flight with Denzel. Yes, and Denzel, she kicked, I love that movie. She kicked ass in that movie. She was the female lead in that. She was the other addict uh, with Denzel. Okay. And, and she's like the main, like, female villainess in Yellowstone I don't know because I don't watch that shit and you know there's been there are 27 different Yellowstone spinoffs now approximately you know that right there's <laughs> Harrison Harrison that. Ford is in one of them Helen Mirren oh is in I did one. you know I saw that Her- that Harrison Ford I didn't realize that's what it was okay and like what's that what's that country idiot speaking of country guys which uh, one I don't know there's a country star idiot who's in another Toby Keith 
No, not that moron. Uh, another country idiot. I can't remember his name, but he's Morgan Wallen. No, no, I think I like him. Do I like you, him? No, no, I don't. I don't know who that <laughs> he's is. A little, so. He's been accused of being a little racist. Oh no, then I don't like. But him. then it really blew up his career. He played, you know. Oh, that guy. Oh field. no, no, fuck yeah. that guy. No, I know. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Anyway, but one of these guys, these guys is a country guy. He's like the star of another of the Yellowstone things maybe she's the, maybe that's that. the one that she's in maybe that's the one that laney wilson is in she's in the main the actual yellow the, the kevin costner i believe kelly well, riley he, kelly riley still name. on it though did, did kevin I costner leave that or is he's yeah, i thought I maybe he left it i don't know i, I, don't I could know. be he, by the way source. he's got uh he's got a a a, a, a six-hour film coming out uh, is it about baseball no it's it's a it's a it's a frontier thing and it's like oh. six hours long it literally six hours, and it's going to be released in two parts, like it's so a it's Harry like, Potter movie. It's like Waterworld and uh, but what's Waterworld the other? What's only the other? not good because Waterworld is a good movie. What's the, uh, what's the other? Dances with my other? asshole. Dances with wolves, which was <laughs> a bunch of so shit. So it's like both of them back to back. Yeah, like I need that in my life. It's perfect. Uh, yeah. No, but anyway, uh, but so so all right. So she's not. We're getting totally <laughs> anyway. Getting back by, to ri- this by ripping star. by ripping on bad country stars in Yellowstone. <laughs> And by the way, alienating a ton of people who are listening to this yeah, we right are. now. Because uh-huh. there are a lot of people right now who's like, Yellowstone is good. I'm going to get voicemails on, at 773-417-6948. People go, don't make fun of Yellowstone, man. It's great. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. So This, um, could, be, this could be my best email feedback during <laughs> yeah. the show since, Clap- uh, yeah, since exactly. Clapton. Since Clapton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So Lainey Wilson, she's a country star. Where did she? Where, she, she was in town? What, what happened? Yeah, she was at Lollapalooza, um, so we, we spoke then and, and did some photos with her, and then we wound up having a subsequent phone conversation. She's really interesting. Um, she, you know, what what I enjoy, enjoyed the past tense anyway, about the country music tradition going way back to the Leuven Brothers, Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, all these guys. This is the story I know those guys. Right? I know those people. That's the country music <laughs> I like. That to me, when people yeah. are like, do you like country? I'm like, well. That stuff, What yeah. do you mean by country? Like, right. Yeah, that yeah. stuff I love. Yeah. And that that stuff is defined by great storytelling, right? Yeah. So that's kind of her thing that she hangs her hat on is that her that her songwriting encompasses a lot of storytelling. You know, she grew up in a town of like 500 people, moved to Nashville by herself and lived in a camper van outside the studio wow. until wow. she made it, which is crazy, right? That's a great so is, story. Yeah, yeah, it's a lovely story. And she yeah, was yeah. a very lovely human being. Wow, that's cool. And mm-hmm. uh, And so she won... A bunch of country music awards just this past week at the. She's won. Yeah, last week she won five more. I think. She, I think it was like six last year, and well, she's really probably, she's should, really blowing probably, up right now. There's I should probably a lot know of people. Who she is. <laughs> <laughs> I There's a lot of people no. comparing her ascent to like Taylor Swift. We'll see if she starts trying to cross more over into yeah. the pop realm. Okay, I should probably know who she is, but I don't. I have no eh. idea. Okay. All right. Well, she was perfect, perfectly uh, nice, and, and the interview was at Forbes. People can read. She was cool. Forbes. Yeah, and the, the the interview's up at Forbes. Yep. And she's cool. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Leanne Morgan, who I know who she is. Okay. Uh, she's a comedian. She is. And uh, she bingo. Uh, she played the Chicago theater as a lot of comedians do. Um, and uh, last, I walk I walked past the Chicago theater last night at around eight fifteen, and there were like nine million people out there. Trevor Noah. Oh, okay. Trevor Noah was closing his five night stay. Uh, he did last five night. nights. Five nights, man. Sold Holy out. shit! That's like yeah. 15, 16, 17. Yeah. That's like eighteen thousand tickets, man. That's yeah, an man. arena. No, that's wow. that's Trevor Noah, man, because he's the Holy man. Holy crap! He, and he rules. Uh, that's I did not impressive. go to any of those nights. I did go see Nikki Glaser. 
uh, Ooh, I love her. I've never oh, seen God. her. Oh, my God. Oh, and man, I got good seats. I don't know how the hell it happened. I was in the second row. I don't know how the hell that Ooh. happened. Chicago yeah. Theater? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck that. I, seriously, I called the person up and I was like, hey, do you got any tickets? And they went, yeah, here they are. And I was like, holy shit. But anyway, uh, she was great. Nikki, I've seen Nikki Glazer. I've met her a, a couple of times. She's one of my favorites. I love her. But anyway, so Leanne Morgan. Um, so tell me about her. You, you, she, you, you, you interviewed her for Forbes as well. Yeah, that's uh, her, her story's pretty wild too. Like, uh, so she's got her debut Netflix special, "I'm Every Woman," which is which is up now for streaming. Yeah, I've seen it. But she didn't make it in comedy. I forget how old she is, but I, I believe she's in her fifties. Yes, and she's she's kind of toiled. Yeah, because she just got she just made Forbes fifty over fifty list. So yep, she toiled kind of in, in obscurity, but by choice, she wanted she made the decision to raise her kids in rural. Appalachia, basically, which which meant not going on the comedy uh, club circuit across the country. So she would do it a little bit when she could. And she wound up she was doing like when I was when I was a kid, my parents would do these goofy art shows and my mom would do these candle shows. Right. And it was like you'd invite people into your home to like buy this crap. Right. And like entertain them. It was like a side source of income. Well, she kind of did that. I forget her. She was selling. I don't remember if it was beauty projects. I forget what it was, but she was doing that and wound up like killing it because she was so damn funny that in, in these rural towns, like it became this big happening and people buy stuff and the company took notice and she started doing like corporate events for them and stuff. And once her kids grew up and were, were through college and everything, she, she did go on the comedy club circuit. Isn't that amazing? It winds up being discovered and blowing up in her fifties. Like after all these decades, you know, it's which is a big part of her act, right? Like, and it's just we what we talked about was how different it is for her to experience this level of fame now, as opposed to somebody like in their twenties or something yeah. or younger. Yeah, and she's got a whole different handle on it, and it's just really great. I loved. There was such a great story, and she's such a nice person. It was yeah, it was really great. Yeah, and she's got a book coming out then. She's got a book coming out. Her first book this year. Yeah, and it's kind of her essays on a variety of topics um as, as she put it to me she's like this is kind of my intro to the greater you know segment of the population outside maybe tennessee so she goes i wanted to tell really funny stories about being attractive in the 80s but they told me to to wait on those stories and you know <laughs> <laughs> rein it in a little at the, at the yeah, moment i gotcha okay yeah. that makes sense well that's cool well you know like back in when i was growing up uh jim you know again i'm gonna sound like old man johnson here <laughs> um, when I was growing up, it was the Tupperware. That was the, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, sure. it's the, that's the, that's the kind of thing that you're talking about was like the whole, let's make a little money. Let's sell some Tupperware and, 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 you know, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, Amway was another one. Amway <laughs> products. <though. laughs> you remember Amway? Yes. Uh, I do remember Amway. Yes. Uh, Amway, man. So, um, all right. Well, good for her. No, I've, you know, I, I, I was kind of familiar. I know that she had a life that she lived before she became a comedian. I wasn't aware of those of some of those details. Um, but she's funny, man. And you know, she's, she sold out the Chicago theater. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like after, I mean, she basically went from clubs to made this giant jump to theaters because as it did for many comedy was, you know, it was, it was great timing as, as it is, as it was for a lot of comedians, Taylor Tomlinson, I think kind of has a similar story of her special hitting Netflix during the pandemic when you've got a captive audience who's rabid right. for comedy, right. then all of a sudden live events come back and they're able to, they don't have to play a club. They can play a 3,500 right. seat theater yeah. like Chicago theater, which is wild. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm Every Woman is the name of her Netflix special. It's uh, streaming mm-hmm. now, and you should check it out and check out the interview that Jim did with uh, with Leanne, and that is at Forbes magazine. You also interviewed, and in this one, I'm I'm uh, I, I actually had the pleasure of interviewing this gentleman many years ago, and yes. that's Andy Andy Summers uh, from the Police. We we talked a little bit about this the last time you were on, uh, but his latest photography book is out, and it's called A Series of Glances. Series of glances, yeah. And so, guitarist extraordinaire, uh, worked with Robert Fripp, and of course, all the years on his solo projects, uh, all the other great music stuff that he's done, scores and things like that, and of course, his work with the police. <laughs> and, and the saying. animals, man. And he, the animals, that's right, yeah. He will turn 81 on New Year's Eve. Isn't that amazing? It's uh, so, so crazy. I mean, so he's you, older than uh, like, like the Rolling Stones, like a lot of these guys. It's wild. So you saw a couple of shows of his up in Skokie uh, at the North Shore Center, mm-hmm. um, and then you got to interview him. Tell me about that, man. Andy Summers, one of my heroes. Yeah, and I, like, I, what impressed me the most was how well he could still play. Yeah. I mean, he is, he is absolutely sharp as a tack, you'd never think, and doesn't look it either, just looks fantastic. You'd never guess the guy's about to turn 81 years old, but yeah, we saw him in Skokie, and then the next night we went down to Champagne and saw him there too, and... Had a couple of conversations with him. He's he's a pretty ornery bastard. Yeah, <laughs> he can be. Always has been. Uh, actually, always he, has. He's, been. he's he's fighting with Sting again. Have you seen this? <laughs> I've kind of well, I, I and I know you love to talk about uh, when, when people hate Sting. Uh, I know you revel in the fact that people hate Sting. So tell everybody about what they're fighting about now. It's the uh, the Puff Daddy song, right? That was that was based off of. Uh, Every breath, Every you, breath take. you take, yeah. I'll be missing you. I think it's yeah. called. It was a tribute yeah. to Notorious B.I.G., yep. which, you know, just as Andy intended. Um, <laughs> yep. So I guess there's an incredible story about it. Like Sting, Sting went after Puff Daddy first because the song is he, he this is incredible to me, Nick. Are you aware Sting is credited as the only the sole songwriter on Every Breath You Take, despite Andy's amazing guitar licks in the song. Wait, he so Sting is the only he's only he's the only one he's credited the only on the one police credited, song. Correct. Okay. So Andy's not. So okay. this has probably been festering for like four decades. <laughs> okay. Sting yeah. went after Puff Daddy back in the day and wound up getting like full rights to the song through I think it's 2053. And there were a couple stories like a month or two ago about how much money he has made off it and continues to make off of it. And then, boom, all of a sudden, Andy Andy dives in. Yeah, He wants a piece of it now, which I don't blame him because even if he doesn't have a chunk of the Police song, the Puff Daddy song, they change yeah. the lyrics completely. The right. lyrics are all changed, uh, except in their chorus. They do use a little bit of the song in the chorus, but otherwise the well, now, verses now, are different. Now, Jim, hold on a second. They do pretty you much remember... Ape- do yeah. you remember you were probably a teenager, maybe? Yes, maybe. Uh, when the the MTV Music Awards happened, and oh yeah, <laughs> Puff Daddy came out to do that goddamn song, uh-huh. and Sting came out on stage with him. Yes. Okay. Now, when did he go after Puff Daddy? And right away. He, right away. Right away. And then right when he away. got the deal, he thought, "Well, shit, I'll well, uh, now, I'll, now I'll jump on stage with him now." Okay. Uh-huh. Because I remember, I'll never forget this. I was because you, as you know, we've t- we've talked about this, Jim. Um, like uh, my viewership of Glee, um, I go way past the expiration date on certain things. You know what I mean? Like I watch Glee, 
I watched Glee voluntarily and happily until it ended. Okay. okay. And and almost everybody I know is like, are you a fucking idiot? You kept watching that show? <laughs> I did. I watched it three seasons longer than everybody else on, on the planet did. And I still like Sting. So that's, you know what I mean? So I, I like things that go past their expiration date. I'll never forget this. I was watching the MTV Video Music Awards, okay? And this, this thing happened where Sting comes out, and, and I see Puff, and I can't stand Puff Daddy, and I hated him at that time, and I hated <laughs> And he comes out, and he's, like, singing this dumbass song, and it's, you know, it's Every Breath You Take. It's not even a sample of Every Breath You Take. You know, right. like, using samples the way that the Beastie Boys do, do, you know, like on Paul's Boutique, or in early hip-hop days, using a sample was... Because you couldn't, the, the, the artist couldn't afford instruments. You know what I mean? It's part, yeah. it's part of the culture. It's part of the creation of hip-hop. That's part of what it is. But like a fucking idiot like Puff Daddy, you know, using that goddamn song, not a sample, but actually using the song. Um, and, like, and, like, and then even Jimmy Page joins the dickhead on that Godzilla song. Um, do you remember the, the, the Godzilla song that, uh, that, that, uh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for yeah, that yeah. fucking 19, yep. the Roland Emmerich Godzilla, Godzilla movie? Oh, yeah. yeah, it was Cashmere. And yes. then the, he, he gets, Jimmy Page joins him. And I'm like, what the yes. fuck is wrong with you? So, <laughs> like, what is wrong with Jimmy Page? You know, and I understand money is good. People enjoy money. So they're going to, you know. But anyway, I remember when Sting comes out and he starts singing the song, I was like, oh, my God. I was on my couch like, I can't believe. Then my phone rings, okay? I pick up the phone, and it's my old buddy, John. And he goes, hey. And I go, yeah, what's up? He's like, are you watching MTV right now? I go, yeah. And he goes, and you're still a fan of this fucking guy? <laughs> And he hung up on me. And he hung up on me. And all of that was absolutely justified. The attitude, the call, the hang up, it was all justified. Because I sat there and I watched Sting come out and, you know, sing every breath you take with this idiot. And I was like, okay, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. But anyway, so I can understand why Andy's mad. Yeah, so here, I'm, I'm looking right now. So Sting sued right away. Okay. And received 100% of the song royalties with payments reportedly going until 2053. Andy Summers called the song, quote, a major ripoff. And then his other quote is, I found out about it after it was on the radio. I'd be walking around Tower Records and the fucking thing would be playing over and over. It was really bizarre while it lasted. <laughs> Andy. Uh... He's, still, he's always so... I love it. And then meeting him, and he's that same way in person. It's like, this yeah. is great. This that is didn't come up when I met him. I met him when his first book came out, when he was on, his, when he was on tour for his memoir. Uh, and I was, it was like a year before. One Train Later. It's a great it, book. Exactly. Fantastic book. And it was a year before the police did the reunion tour in 2007. Um, it was about six months before that. Because I was like, hey, at the very end, I was like, I'm not going to bring this up. But is there any chance that you guys will ever get together ever, please? And he went, oh, there might be. So I had a scoop. I remember I that. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. So, well, but that was the last time. I, that was when I went. So, so all this other stuff. That I, but he never met. I, I guess we never really got into the whole Puff Daddy. <laughs> we didn't get into the Puff Daddy. <laughs> well, so I guess that's so the Puff Daddy song is based on a sample of the yeah. police track. Yeah. And so Andy's quote now was very recently. Oh, I just lost it. I got to find it here. Quote, it's a very contentious topic that is very much alive at the moment. That song was going in the trash until I played on it, and that's all there is to it. And I think that's composition. <laughs> so he wants he wants a credit on it. So your your song, by the way, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, the, the three songwriters on the Puff Daddy one. Yeah. Your songwriters are 
Todd Gaither, whoever that is. Oh, is that Puff Daddy? Is that maybe his real name? I, I have no idea. Uh, a rapper also known as Sauce Money, whoever that is. So him, Faith Evans, who was married to Notorious B.I.G., right. and right. Sting. <laughs> <laughs> Puff Daddy's not even... He doesn't even, he's not even a songwriter. Well, no, he's not a songwriter. I mean, what is he, you know? um, So Andy's, Andy's probably been pissed for 40 years. Sure. There's a lot of stuff that Andy's been pissed about for 40 years. I mean, listen, (laughs) he had to, he had to put up with Stuart and Sting almost killing each other every night. He had I mean, to be that, the adult in the room. Exactly. He was, he was the adult. He had had two teenagers trying to beat the shit out of each other for fucking, you know, eight years. And, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Because uh, Andy's about to turn, like I say, 81. Yeah. And he was the oldest uh, guy in the band. He's the older. He, older by, by a lot, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Sting yeah. is 72. Right. And I think Stewart's right there. I think Stewart's yeah. the same. So, yeah, yeah, this dude, it's crazy. That was funny because, like, um, you know, uh, I don't think he wrote the song Born in the 50s because he wasn't. So, because uh, <laughs> that's a Sting. That's a, that, I think that's a Sting composition right there. Okay. You know, we were born, born in the 50s. And, and Andy's like, no, I was, I was born in the 40s. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. But <laughs> Well, it is amazing to me. When I was thinking about it yesterday, I just assumed Andy, I just assumed it had to be a, a co-songwriting credit on the police track. I would think so. I didn't yeah. realize it was... I didn't, I didn't realize either. it was credited entirely to Sting, and that was because yeah. that. Uh, yes, I mean Sting's bass playing on it is iconic. If he wrote yeah. the lyrics, that's fantastic. Yeah, but Andy's Andy's guitar riff. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, and I mean, and Andy would admit his that harmonics. Wrote, Sting, Sting wrote yeah. the lyrics. Sting definitely wrote the lyrics, and there's there's right. no question about it because people he talks about it's, how misinterpreted that song is. Right. Because he wrote it about stalking a woman. He was stalking yes. a woman. <laughs> and and I always find it hilarious that like if I go to a wedding and that's like a song oh, yeah. that they play, that's, that's like the, the first song. I'm like, are you have any idea? what this song is really about that song and born in the usa they're like the two I best know. examples of that yeah like born in the usa let's play do you have any idea what this i mean you clearly have yeah. no clue like i remember i like to dedicate this to my lovely wife and here's every breath you take what does that mean did you watch her take a shower last night outside is mm-hmm. that what so anyway what but uh so so with the concerts tell me a little bit about the concerts they're awesome you would have loved yeah. it it's mm-hmm. uh so the show is so he's got a new book of photography out because i don't for people who are not aware Andy picked up photography in the 70s when the police were just starting, and he's he's become a real photographer over the yeah. course of four decades. It's a real passion project for him. He still does it. He told me that he was going out to shoot in Skokie after the show, and I was so pissed, Nick, when we got to Champagne and we had a minute with him that I didn't go, by the way, what did you shoot in Skokie last night? <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. We walked to the seats, and I looked at I looked at my friend Barry, the photographer, I was with, and I was like, oh, I was like, he goes, you didn't ask. I was like, God damn it. Oh, man. I'm like, yeah. I would have loved to have known what Andy uh, Summers found I don't know. There was Skokie. a thing. I, I, I took a picture of this thing called the Skokie <laughs> Swift. I don't know what that is, but I, but well, I there got was it. A, a Bar Louie, a there's Holiday a, there's, Inn. There's a really nice uh, fish uh, restaurant down the street. I, I, I got that. <laughs> There's a YMCA in Skokie. I don't know if you yeah. know that, but I got a really nice shot of the Y. I got a really nice shot of the Y. I was so oh. mad. I was like, oh. <laughs> but the uh. show is really cool. It's it's so on a giant screen behind him runs a lot of his photography. Like so, here's an example he threw out at me during the interview when he plays the police hit T in the Sahara. Mm-hmm. He ah. runs a lot of photos from when he shot photography in the Sahara Desert. Sure. And he tells the story about it. And then as he's playing, his photography runs behind him. So it's really cool. That's awesome. So he, he is playing some of the police stuff. And he, play, you know, he's obviously his body of work now 
the film stuff, all the stuff he's done Incredible. is all Incredible. over the place. Yeah. And then, but he does do the police stuff too, to tie it all together. And cool. his storytelling it at, at, again at 80, I was like, this is unbelievable. It was, a, it's a great show and it's running. It's not really coming back into the Chicagoland area, but it's running across the country through December. So okay. it was a lengthy tour. Yeah. And it's definitely and, uh, worth and, seeing. And your interview with Andy is, uh, is available at Forbes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by the way, uh, your, your photographer, give your, your photographer a shout out as well. One more time. <laughs> Uh, Barry Breckeisen. He's yeah. a fantastic photographer, and we work very well together. Yeah, you guys are great. You guys are great. And, and his pictures are fantastic, and you can see those accompanying all of the stuff that you write. Yeah, um, there's a bunch and, of them. We did some really cool portraits with Andy uh, and Skokie, and those those are in the story, too. Make sure you check that out, because it's very, very cool. And Barry's a great photographer and a really nice guy. I got to meet him. Uh, when did I meet him? Culture I Club. Him. Culture Club. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, By the way, wait, did you see that... Uh, Boy George just put out an autobiography on Friday. Oh my God, no! Yeah. Well, well, well I it, have to get it. Now. It all of a sudden popped up in my feed yesterday. And I'm like, when is this coming out? And I'm like, oh, it just came out this past. What's Friday. it called? Karma. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> How great is that? Oh, I have to get it now. I have to go. I have to go and get it now. So um, I'm trying to I'm trying to track down Boy George because I would read, yeah. especially after that Ravinia show. He was so personable. He was such a great like host he, and MC that night. I was like, he, I love Boy George. That was um, that was a a, a a a remarkable concert for many reasons. He was so damn funny and endearing. I was like, I would watch a Boy George yeah. one man show. There's no question great. about it. And I and I'd seen Culture Club a couple times back in the day. I'd never seen him. Um, and they were, they're always great. And he's phenomenal. How was he? Was he a mess? Cause I know he had those ups yeah, and downs, no, they, obviously. He, he, they toured with, um, shit, was it Pat Benatar or something? They toured with somebody back like in the late eighties and he was a fucking mess. Okay. But like in the heyday, when they first came out, I went to see him. Right. And they oh, were wow. great. They were fantastic. Awesome. And, yeah, uh, but no, he's now so he's just great. He's got a great sense of humor about what he went through and all that he stuff. He's so and, funny. I oh, like, I bet wow. his book is, I bet his book is fantastic. I can't wait I to read fan- it. Oh, I can't wait to read it either. Yeah. No, that was a, that was a great show. So, all right, listen, now I, we have to talk about this. Yes. Um, I know where I, this is going. I've never been to Vegas. Um, and I'll give you the quick reasons why. Uh, <laughs> I hate heat. There's nothing more in the planet. I hate more than, than hot weather. I hate it. I don't care if it's a fucking dry heat. Take your dry heat and shove it up your ass. It's still hot. I hate heat. Um, I don't gamble. I've never, when I have I money, either. I try yeah. to hang on to it. You know what Same. I mean? The, yeah. the rare time that I ever have money, I hold on to it. So I do not gamble. And now I don't drink. <laughs> so I've got There's... no reason to go to Vegas at all. Do you like it, the people watch? Uh, I do. Yes, I do. There is that. There is that. Um, but the stuff that I, that I like romanticize about Vegas is gone. You know what I mean? Like the Vegas that I, that I think about like the Vegas from like, well, I mean, I'll go, I'll go even as further back as, as lost in America, that Vegas. But I mean, even earlier Vegas, like, you know, like, like, uh, uh, um, you know, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis, Jr. Oceans, Vegas, that's all gone. So I have no interest in going to Vegas, except now I would like to, I would really, really find it amazing to see you two at the sphere in Vegas. Um, my friend Colin Suter, who was a contributor to my radio show and a good friend of mine and a film critic, is the biggest YouTube fan uh, I know. Okay. I mean, he follows them around. He's seen them in concert triple digits. He went and went, he went twice uh, while wow. he was in Vegas. Okay. He, he, he went two times to see them at the Sphere and, and said it was mind-blowing. And, yeah. But now, this was your first time in Vegas, so I have to hear, first of all, about your trip in Vegas. 
<laughs> and all about you two at the Sphere, this insane new venue that you can see virtually from space at this point. Tell me about this whole thing. Yeah, I, I was afraid. I was similar to when I went to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I was, I was afraid I was a little too jaded to enjoy it fully at this point in my life. And I got to say, I agree with Colin. That show is stunning. The venue, everything you've heard and seen about the venue is absolutely accurate. It is fantastic. I have, I don't speak in superlatives like this. I have nothing bad to say about that experience. That show, that venue, holy shit. Yeah. It's great on so many levels. Yeah. And and what you was walk- the, the, okay, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Describe. No, no. You just, you walk into that venue and it is the term an immersive experience gets thrown a lot now, gets thrown yeah. around a lot now. And that venue is absolutely that. We were down on the 100 level, which I've since heard is not even the best place to see it. But I don't honestly see how there could be a bad spot in the venue. Mm-hmm. The, here's what I keep comparing it to. We, you've been in a million IMAX theaters. At the Museum of Science and Industry, have you ever been in the Omnimax theater? I have, yes. I have. Okay. So it's the premise is similar to that in terms of you walk in, and this is an 18,000-seat arena shaped shaped like a sphere. Right. So all the seating, I know it's a circle, but all of the seating is on one side, okay? So what you're looking at straight ahead is a screen that wraps around you and completely over you. And the visuals on that screen, the quality of that screen is stunning. Like when I show people photos, they're like, I thought it was an indoor venue. I'm like, it is an indoor venue. That's you're looking at the screen. That's what yeah. incredible quality is. Even in a cell phone photo, you think it was shot outside. Like yeah. Yeah. it is, you just the whole time, the funny part about it is you hardly, even reviewing the show, I could hardly focus on you too, because you're looking up and around at all times because yeah. the yeah. shit that's happening on these screens is incredible. And and and, now, and they concentrated on Octung Baby. Is that what uh... they're playing? Octung Baby in full, which is my favorite U two album. Me too. So me too. for me, that was like the best. Yeah. Yep. Um, but what's interesting about the show, you know, like I go to a lot of arena shows, and my complaint about all these arena shows, especially the last couple of years, is that they're the same every fucking night. The set right. list literally doesn't ever change. Yep. The banter doesn't ever change, and they always blame it on the production. They're like. Well, you know, it's a timed production. We have to stick with the production. Like Elton John's the best example because that farewell tour, I first saw it in 2018. Yeah. I saw it again in 2021 and again in 2022. Not only did the set list never change, it was like watching a one-man show because his stories, it's not even like he was telling them off the cuff and they're changing a little in the phrasing. They were like rehearsed, polished, right. memorized, exactly the same. Every element of that show for five years yeah. was the same. Yep. U2 is shaking this up on a nightly basis. The The set list is changing. And even the songs that are set pieces, like the best example I can give you is Beautiful Day. They close with Beautiful Day. There's a million YouTube videos of it, of these Sphere performances. I'd watched a bunch of them to try to know what to expect. And yeah. the night before I went, Bono worked a bunch of Lou Reed into A Beautiful Day. And the night I was there, he wound up telling this long, hilarious Bob Dylan story and then did a, a huge chunk of like a Rolling Stone in the middle of it. Oh, man. So they go to, you, it's like the climax of the song is the part where Bono's like, and all the colors came out. Yeah. You know that part? And then yeah. then they hit it and they go into the, the closing chorus. It's a beautiful yeah. day. When they get to that part, he had not done it like this on any of the other videos I watched. He, he hits that part where he's, all the colors came out. And he did it like six times. Like, all the colors came out, all the colors came out. And I'm like, I'm like what is he doing? He didn't do it like this in the other 
videos I watched. And then all of a sudden the screen completely changed finally when he said it like the last time. And then boom, they hit it and went into the chorus. I'm still not entirely sure he wasn't trying to cue a video person that was asleep at the wheel. Yeah. By kind of, all the colors came out. Yeah. All the colors came out. Yeah. And then finally they hit it and the band off they went. Yeah. But they're able to change the imagery and the video and everything in the moment like That's that. Amazing. That's so amazing. So all all of these artists who've been, ah, you know, we're just they they're never gonna be able to use the lazy excuse much longer when that when that technology catches up yeah. to everybody else. Because yeah. YouTube is it was literally changing in the moment. Wow. And 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 okay. So just in terms of location, where is this sphere located? For people who've been to Vegas before, um, you know, uh, how far from certain things is it? Is it easy to get into? What's the in and out of getting like the practical stuff? So it's kind of on the north end of the strip. And the way it is constantly referred to is that it's attached to the Venetian. That is bullshit. It's oh, not wait, attached hang on a second. To... Hold on. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How often does the train go by? So often you won't even notice it. That's right. Okay, I had to get that. How often does the train go yeah. by? So often you won't even notice it. Okay. So anyway, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So it's 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 attached in some way to the Venetian. That's what they're saying, but that's yeah. bullshit. Because like I went outside and it was a 25 minute walk. Of course, Rick. Everything is a 25 minute. That's walk that's Vegas, what right? I was finding out. Well, especially now because so the Formula One race is happening. Oh uh, God. You know, in two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the all you thought NASCAR here was bad. Yeah. Go to Vegas and see what happens when you close literally half the strip. My hotel room at the Venetian looked across the strip at the Mirage where all the grandstand seating is set up and they have half the strip closed for the track and then traffic was getting by one lane in each direction. They warned me. They're like, it's going to take you about an hour to get from the airport to the hotel. You land and you jump in a cab. You can see the hotel. I'm like, it's not going to take me an hour. It took an hour. It was brutal. So I can't even imagine that. I You have to walk everywhere, which is fine. But yeah, it's, it was like a half hour walk up the strip okay. to the sphere. All right. Well, be 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 aware of that. Uh, but <laughs> yes. now, while you were in Vegas, you stopped at a place that I <laughs> haven't been to in probably twenty years. That's Planet Hollywood. I spent a significant amount of time at Planet Hollywood uh, downtown on uh, Ontario there. Okay. Uh, because I dated a girl who used to wait tables there, and I was there all the time hanging out at the bar. Like, Did you so ever see Sly or Schwarzenegger? Or no, were nobody. They the owners? Was it, never. Was it and this was like Sly? in the hey. This was in nineteen ninety three. So okay. this was like in the heyday. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. uh, and and they did have events there, but I was there just waiting for her to get off her shift or something, and I was just sitting at the bar drinking for free. Um, nice. And that was it. Uh, so I've been there a bunch of times, and I you know and I and I hung out there not, but I've not been in Planet Hollywood. <laughs> I've not been in Planet Hollywood. Tonight. I broke up with that girl in 1994, so that's how long it's been. Uh, so since by it, the way, Nick, that's 30 years. Yeah, that's what, is that what I said? Did I say 20? You said 20 years. Shit, 30. 30 Sorry, years. 30. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, anyway, um, but you went to Planet Hollywood in Vegas, and you saw it. Now, see, this sounds very, very <laughs> exciting to me. <laughs> well, wait till you hear the story on, on you, how. I can't wait, because you saw zombie burlesque. Now, I've seen. On Halloween. Z- okay, you you saw zombie burlesque on Halloween at Planet Hollywood in Vegas. Now, I've seen zombie <laughs> burlesque. I've seen it. Okay. Or I've seen a version of it. Uh, you know, like, I mean, because it involves two things that I like very much, burlesque and zombies. And I like, and together, that sounds like a dream to me. So I have seen versions of zombie-like burlesque in the past. But you okay. were there in Vegas on Halloween at, Planet, <laughs> at fucking Planet Hollywood. <laughs> well, so tell me about this experience. So, you know, I should have planned for, for getting in the first night a little better. 
I, I got to the hotel and I'm like, it's like 7.30 and I'm like, it's PM. And I'm like, I would really like to go see what in my mind is a classic Vegas show that I can have a couple drinks at and laugh my ass off. I'm like, right. Wayne Newton, where's, where the hell is Wayne Newton? He yeah. was off that night. What I found out was that like every, sh- almost every show was off on Halloween. I'm like, let's see, I'm going down to this. I'm like, Wayne Newton, off. David Copperfield, off. I'm like, oh man. So I really start drilling down the list. Katy Perry is doing a residency there now. Oh, oh God. And it's just off the strip. It was at like Resorts World or something. Yeah. And you can't really Uber because it's going to take you like an hour or so. Right. I'm like, well, I'm never going to have time to get there. Okay, scratch that. I start really drilling down the list of Vegas shows to the point <laughs> that I noticed that Marsha Warfield, the, com- the, the yeah, comedian. Yeah, Marsha Warfield. Sure. She was in Vegas on Halloween. I was like, oh, that could be, that could That'd work. I'm like, maybe I'll, maybe yeah. I'll go see Marsha Warfield. Okay. That was too far, too. So I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, I'm just, it's like eight o'clock now. I'm like, I'm just going to walk up the strip and just enjoy the people watching of the the drunken idiots dressed right. in costumes right. walking the strip on Halloween. Right. right. So as I'm walking, Nick, I see a sign that says Vegas residency, Planet Hollywood, the Jets. Do you remember the Jets? Now, wait, from the 80s? Yes. Crush on you. Yeah. (laughs) Rocket to you. Get out of here. Seriously. I'm like, the Jets. I'm like, that's fantastic. I'm like, that's my, that's my show. And I'm like, there's one at 930. Oh my God. Perfect. So I'm like, how I pull up my phone. I'm like, how the hell far is Planet Hollywood? 20 minutes. Okay, great. I start walking up the strip. Now Planet Hollywood there, the Venetians kind of the same way. It's pretty hysterical. Outs. Once you're out of the casino in the hotel, yeah. The rest of it is just a giant fucking mall. Right. Really, truly. Yeah. It's like yeah. a shopping mall. Yep. So I get in. There's three theaters in this mall. This is what I started to find out. Like every mall, anywhere they can stuff like 50 people, there's a Vegas residency. The first theater is in this mall is the biggest one. And it's got Miranda Lambert and Keith Urban. Okay. Not my style, but those are big names. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I keep walking through the mall. There's another theater. Their residency is comedian Eddie Griffin. <laughs> also, also off that night, by the way, he was off. <laughs> of I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. the Jets are coming up. I can feel it. Yeah, Getting man. closer. Yeah. So I get to the thing, the theater where it says, tonight, the Jets. And I'm like, oh, yes. So I walk up there. I'm like, give me one for the Jets. She's like, ah, oh, the Jets canceled. I'm like, they canceled? <laughs> what do you mean they canceled? I'm like, ah. And she goes, but she goes, there's good news. We have a replacement show. And I go, okay. And she goes, <laughs> zombie burlesque and she goes the first show is just about to get out i go so let me get this straight the jets quote unquote air quotes canceled but luckily you had zombie burlesque ready to trot out for two shows on halloween yeah yeah i'm sure they really canceled yeah okay i go how much is zombie burlesque she goes 37.50 and it comes with a free jello shot I'm like, well, fucking A. I'm like, never mind. I'm in. I'm back in. Planet Hollywood. Oh, man. Thirty-seven <laughs> fifty in a free Jello shot. You can't yes, refuse you, that. You can. And so the best is I check in on Facebook that I'm yeah. there. Zombie Burlesque at Planet Hollywood. And somebody comments on, like, th- does it still come with a free Jello shot? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it does. It does it. So yes. that's it. That's the thing. It's known for like the zombie burlesque Apparently. is known for the free Jello shot that you get. Yes. Wow. So uh. like okay. So so, what, so when and... you walk in, do they give you a coupon for the Jello shot? You walk... <laughs> no. This is even better. So you sit down <laughs> and like midway through the show, yeah. they all the like a a topless waitress comes down <laughs> and just starts 
like, oh, let's see how many people in this row. Like, like you're in school passing down, like, you know, papers down the row. Like, six of them? Okay. And you're, pa- like, each person's passing it all the way down to the end. Jello shots. Free jello shots. It was absolutely hysterical. And, Nick, here's the best part of it. You will get this. So, outside the theater's really, like, well decorated as everything in Vegas is. But then I walk in. I'm 90% sure that this was an old Cineplex Odeon or Plit, like, Little tiny theater, the super narrow theater with the carpeting on the wall. Right. Okay. Because right, right. I get into my row and there's like 12 people in the row, maybe. It's not yeah. very big. And they seat me all the way against the wall. And I'm sitting there and it's narrow and it's a little sloped. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm in a Cineplex Odeon mall theater. Yeah. Pretty sure. I wouldn't And be that's surprised. where Zombie Burlesque was. Wow. And so what What was the show? What, what did they, I mean, so it was like women dressed up as zombies taking off their clothes. And that was. And, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Hosted by. Uh, <laughs> hosted by uh, you know, a very portly fellow who who had a lot of inappropriate jokes. Right. Yeah. It's a burlesque. It's a burlesque show. Yeah. Well, and I, like I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, these are people who have moved out to Vegas to to try to make it, right? Yeah. And how are you feeling when you're doing the 9:30 zombie burlesque replacement show on a Tuesday? that's not you're making repla- it you're replacing the jets the jets that's yeah. who you're replacing i got a crush on you uh-huh. is the is the uh wow that's amazing was the jello shot tasty was it I uh mean, was, no, it, I, was, was there any alcohol in I, it at all i i didn't i didn't uh sense any there was also not a lot of flavor it was green and it was gelatin but it didn't exactly yeah. taste like green jello okay and uh, oh, i held man. it in my hand and threw it away on the way out oh man that's amazing all right well were there any hot zombies by the way you know, I mean, y- yes there were actually yeah. which was hilarious and the two people next to me were called called upon during the the crowd oh, participation oh, part of the yeah. show, which I was very glad I was not. Yeah. But they were celebrating their forty second wedding anniversary at Zombie <laughs> Burlesque. You can't make this up. <laughs> I think I have to go to Vegas now. You've convinced me. Now I'm going to Vegas. Well, we didn't. We haven't even gotten into Old Vegas yet. Old yeah. Vegas, Nick, is you would you would get a kick out of Old Vegas because Old Vegas was where I was like, you know, where's everything I've been trained to believe. As yeah. a child of the '80s, where is the nine-dollar prime rib? Where right. are the hookers? Right. Uh, that's on the old strip. That's old strip. Yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. old strip is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The old strip is awesome. That's what I hear. Everybody who tells me that they when they go to Vegas, it's like Nick, you're an old man. You'll like old. You'll like old. That Vegas. part right. I enjoyed. Okay. All right. <laughs> old Vegas and zombie strippers and bad Jello shots. That 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 at least you got to see you two. So that's uh... <laughs> and you two was great. Yeah. By the way, that sounds like a great trip to Vegas. I gotta it say it was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah I was a, there that... like a day and a half total, yeah. probably. It was well, perfect. I think that, yeah, I think you went seriously, Jim. I think you went on the perfect Vegas trip. I think that's it was it. awesome. Seventy five yeah. degrees. It was it was great. <laughs> All right. Better than Ezra, you're seeing better than Ezra tonight. See tonight, very excited. And then the Days of the Dead convention all weekend, Nick. Did you oh, see you're some going of the to that? At, did you see some of the guests at this? Uh, I did. Yes, I know. Well, they're kind of, they're kind of, uh, they're kind of uh, our competition. So I don't. I, like that's the, yeah. So yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, when you yeah, when yeah, you I mean, can go flashback, when you can walk, flashback weekend, <laughs> flashback weekend is much better. Flashback. It, weekend that's what I've heard, and it's always yeah. the same weekend as Lollapalooza, so I never get to go. Yeah, you'll have to come this year because Jane Levy just got booked. Ooh, that's from, pretty good. Uh, that's. That's a lot from, better than Tracy Lords or yeah. Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> well, anyway, but I've been to Days of the Dead, and uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, yeah, and it's at the old it's at the old hotel where we used to do flashback. They're at the Crown Plaza. That's where we used to do yes. flashback. Yes, and it now is. we're flashback is over at the Hyatt Regency. So also great people watching. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would agree with that. Well, have fun at Days of the Dead. I, Thank I, you, sir. I look forward to your report. And in this year, uh, I know it's always it's probably going to fall on Lollapalooza, but at some point, you know, like after Lollapalooza, you should just jump on the blue line and come out uh, for a little while to fly. I would love to. Uh, you know, I remember like a year or two ago, you had the photos of, oh, the dude whose name I can't remember from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure taking yeah, photos Winter. with fans. Yes, Alex yeah. Winter taking photos in a phone booth. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so great. Yeah, no, it's, and we've got so much great stuff lined up. And the, the first guest announcement is Jane Levy from the Evil Dead remake of 2013. That's pretty great. She was in Don't Breathe. She's Zoe from Zoe's Extraordinary uh, Playlist. And I am beyond excited. I'm doing her Q&A. That's nice. enough for me. They, they don't even have to have any other guests. I'm fine. I know you love that show. That's pretty great. It's amazing. It's going to be great. So anyway, well, listen, have a great weekend. Fantastic stuff. You. Everybody read all the great stuff that Jim writes. <laughs> Follow him, RadioJimRyan.com. Check him out at Forbes. Check him out at the Daily Herald. And uh, we'll talk again uh, next month. Uh, and, uh, and in fact, Jim, hang on after I say goodbye here. Okay. Because we have to get the next date that we're going to tape on. So you hold on. All right. Everybody else, say hello to Esmeralda Leo. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leo. Yeah. Esma. I'm talking about that Esma. Esmeralda Leo. Yeah. Esmeralda. Yeah, yeah. Esmeralda Leo. Love me some asthma, asthma real delay Time to talk to Esmeralda Leon, who uh, joins me uh, every episode here on the Nick D Podcast, Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Let's say hello to Esmeralda. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, you all ready for... Uh, for Thanksgiving, um, uh, now I know that you're going. You're going to go to Joliet to see the folks, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you Are you doing? Are you and Colin doing anything at home to to, to do any Thanksgiving? Um, stuff? probably not, mm-hmm. because I don't feel like doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Um. So I was just saying in the uh or earlier here on the um. Uh, on the uh, podcast that uh, you know mm-hmm. th- this week if you if you work at an office this week is kind of a joke coming up because uh, oh yeah because I mean we had a week we're leading into the weekend it's Friday so we're leading into the weekend but starting on Monday people just walk in and go yeah I mean I think a lot of people just don't even go to work with their pants on you know because like right what's the point they just wear flesh colored pants <laughs> exactly because it's like yeah what are you gonna do when you does it you know like does anybody work a full day on Wednesday you know, I mean, um, probably not because people leave, people probably don't even go in yeah. or they leave halfway because they're like, oh, I got to get a, uh, I got to get ahead of the traffic. Right. Right. Take the kids to the mom-in-law's house. And then there's, wow, that's a, who is that? Is that a special character that you just developed? That's where all the, <laughs> I like that guy, whoever that is. I I, I like that guy. Gonna it's very all the office space in my uh, mind. Like, I gotta ooh. Get, <laughs> I gotta get to get those TPS mom. reports. Yeah, I gotta get to my mom in law's house. Uh, I like mom in law. I think that's good. I like that. Um, but yeah, so so I mean, the whole thing is like, and so many people, you know, work from home now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, now I mean, people, you know, people who work from home, they don't have to put pants on anyway. You know. Right. Uh, you know, I so, mean, you could just 
I've seen those things. They crack me up um, to make it look like you're working. They've invented all of these new little gadgets. I mean, people were DIYing it at the beginning where it's like, because if you have some kind of messaging system to to talk to people, you know, when you're working from home, well, anytime, but work from home, it's more important, I guess, and they can see if you're available, yes. which means I'm working, I'm, I'm using the computer, I'm working. So people have like figured out little things to like keep the mouse moving, but now they just, they sell things that you can put your mouse on to then move so that it looks like yeah. you're available, which yeah. really, cra <laughs> I just love that there is now that someone was like, you know what, I'm going to make something and sell it. To, to, to make it look as, so people can actually slack off at home while they're working, but it makes it look right. like they're actually working. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I love that. Now, it's weird because like I've never really uh, worked from home, although I do, I do my podcast from home. As you know, I'm sitting in my dining mm -hmm. room right now and you're at home. Uh, where mm -hmm. we do. So I basically do work from <laughs> I do work from home, I guess. But it's, yes. it's yes, because, you do. <laughs> because my 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 uh, my my boss man at Radio uh, Radio Misfits, Ed, he and I are connected via our laptops and computers. So he has mm -hmm. access. He has access to the software, and if there's a problem with any of the equipment, we can, you know, troubleshoot together. So sometimes mm -hmm. I will open my laptop and I'll see the mouse moving around. I'll be like, "What the hell?" Because I forget sometimes that we're connected. <laughs> that we're connected. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" Like I'm, <laughs> you know, but it's him. He's doing <laughs> stuff. He's it might be he's downloading an episode that I had cut, or he's cutting something together. You know, and, and suddenly he's using, he's on the same, you know, he's in the same program that I am. And I always, I sometimes forget that. And I'll be like, who's in my computer? What the? And then I have to wait for a second. <laughs> who's hacking my computer? Yeah. Why would anybody want to hack my, you know, my dumb podcast? Nobody wants that. But I always forget. And I'll see like the arrow moving around and stuff being clicked. And I'm like, huh? Mm -hmm. You know, it takes me like, a, it takes me a couple of seconds to, to go, oh, yes, that's right. Uh, I am Nick and I'm in the 21st century and I still act like it's 1998. <laughs> so well, anyway. even in 1998, people had computers, Nick. So. They did. They did, didn't they? They had those little Apple. Some uh, did. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Some people did. Um, I had a, uh, I had uh, 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 an iMac. You remember the iMac? Yeah, you had the. Uh, did you have the colorful one? I did. I had the strawberry colored one. Like, like. Uh, oh wow! I was very excited because it was the same one that Noel had in Felicity. <laughs> I was very it's excited. a shame. Uh, where do we? Where do, What happened to it? Where did it go? It's in a box in a basement. Really? Um, because those um, go for a lot of money. Do now. they really? Yeah, it's a hot commodity. Oh, vintage I didn't know that. Apple, especially those. Really, I didn't know the, that they're the in bubble, a the yeah, like those bubble, yeah, um, the little computers. and they got the little handle. They have a handle so you could carry them. Um, and uh, it was all I would, yeah, I would go searching in that basement and looking for a, it because really you could get a pretty penny for it, sir. <laughs> no kidding, really, because because I also yeah. have like I also have like three or four plays that I wrote in it. <laughs> oh, you should probably. Um, I might want to go and check out, see if I can get my iMac. Get a floppy disk. And... A floppy disk. <laughs> I don't know what they were using at the time. Right. I I don't think it was a flop. I'm almost positive. What were they it using? Uh, maybe it was a floppy disk. Shit, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't say, remember. What were they using? It wasn't that high tech. 
<laughs> no, they weren't. They weren't that high tech. But I thought it was the coolest thing ever because, like, you could, like, the you know the the CD thing was in the front. You could press it, it would it would come out and. Mm-hmm. And yeah, was, I wanted one of those. It was all in one thing. It had the screen and had a color. You know, it was like really candy colored. I remember. You remember Jeff Goldblum did the commercials for him. Uh, I do not. I bet if you Google, if you Google Jeff Goldblum iMac, you know, commercial, because mm-hmm. it's him going, it's him doing the Jeff Goldblum thing, like, oh, it's an iMac. Eh. Wait, wait, that's my Alf. That was my Alf impression. I didn't mean to. <laughs> because Alf and <laughs> Alf and Jeff Goldblum don't sound anything alike, but. Uh, but I can't do Jeff Goldblum. I should call Josh Robert Thompson because he can, my friend Josh Robert Thompson, because he can do a killer. Oh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum. But Jeff Goldblum, if I remember correctly, you know, he was a hipster. He still is a hipster, but he was a hipster at that time. And so Apple tapped into the hipster uh, world of Jeff Goldblum to talk about how cool the iMacs were. And they came in all different kind of primary colors, I remember. And I had this, we had the strawberry one. And it and it had the handle on top, and it was the same one that Noel had in in uh, in Felicity. Yeah, I would so. uh, look for that sucker. Okay. Um, because I heard they were going for a good amount of money. See, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at them now, and on eBay. Yeah. And people are selling them for like a hundred, two hundred. Uh, someone has one with everything. And they're selling mm-hmm. it for six fifty. Holy shit! Seven hundred. Really? Are you kidding yeah. me? Wow. I mean, this stuff is—it's vintage. Okay. Well, yeah. here's the, here now I'm thinking about it, and now I'm thinking. Uh, and if it works, have, like I'm, somebody, yeah, someone selling one for three, uh, about three fifty. And wow. that's working. It's a working man. Well, I mine was never broken. Um, I just retired it because when I moved in with my ex-wife, she Mm -hmm. had, you know, like, you know, she had the stuff, you know, at that point, my iMac was like, you know, like it was a (laughs) has-been, that computer. Yeah. By the time I moved in with her. And so I just put it in the box. You know, it might just be gone, though, because I think there was a couple of boxes that I never picked up when I got divorced. And I was like, ah, fuck them. Oh, boy. Well, they go for a lot of money now. (laughs) Damn it. People are, yeah, you know, nostalgia uh, and all that, okay. and people want vintage. It's vintage. <laughs> yeah, I should probably find it anyway, no matter what it is, because, but I actually do have plays in it. That's the one thing. I mean, even if the damn thing is not worth anything. Yeah, I, do, I mean, if you don't, I do have, have, like if you don't four, have copies of them. Yeah, I do have like four plays in there, or three or four plays that I wrote that are in that thing. So, <laughs> yeah, you might want to see if you can even get them out yeah, anymore. <laughs> shit. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, so the, how the hell did we get on the iMac? How did that happen? Um, cause what? you said something about old computers. Okay. All right. Okay. You said something about your computer. I don't remember why. Oh, I know what it was. <laughs> it was, it was, it was working, working from home and people, uh, making stuff look like it's fake to make right, it look like they're working. Why that's the old we computer? I don't know how we got, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh, that's All right, we'll have to play it. it back and listen. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what it was. It was when you 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 and wow, I were talking that's about that we don't remember people faking like they're busy, and you're you were saying right, that but like, why did we start talking about your old computer? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Shit, literally happened minutes ago. We don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, wow. We're 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 getting old, Esmeralda. I'm telling our you, our attention is terrible. It's so <laughs> bad. It's just bad. Anyway. Oh my god. So, um, all right. Well, 
Anyway, uh, yeah. So, so the iMac, boy, that was a fun, that was fun. That was a fun. Yeah, I, I wanted one. I wanted one real bad. I remember I had the iMac when, um, you know, like, you know, when I was when I at that time, you know, when you would hook when you would have the modem and stuff. I had the iMac, mm-hmm. and so yeah. it would be, dang, 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 you know, that whole noise. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, that was when I remember the big thing was. My first screensaver that I ever like downloaded back in mm-hmm. that time, my first screensaver was Blair Witch Project because it, ju- it had just like hit the, just the hit the internet at that time. Oh wow! And Blair Witch was like one of the first movies to really brilliantly take advantage of this new thing called the web. Yeah, um, yeah. and and that's one of the reasons why the movie fooled a lot of people because a lot of people thought it was real because they did this whole campaign where they're like, yeah, these three people are missing and they're real, and mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why when people saw it, a lot of people who saw the movie thought it was actually real because they had fooled them on this new thing called the World Wide Web, and I had seen the movie. I saw it way early before anybody else did, and when they started doing all this weird fake ad campaign stuff on the internet, I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever because I'd seen the movie and the movie ruled. And I remember I, it took me forever to download the screensaver. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Hours, especially on a 28.8 whatever modem. Oof. Yeah. Things took hours. Yeah. and But it was cool. Well, too, even cause... when, even when like I was in college in the early 2000s and they gave us T1 internet, which was like, the fastest I believe that you could get at the time. Yeah. And even that took a minute to like yeah. <laughs> download things. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. But I remember, I remember when I finally had it, you know, downloaded, if you didn't move your mouse or do anything on the the lovely little iMac after a few minutes, so you know, like a, what a screensaver normally does, you know, remember like toasters, yeah. flying toasters would pop mm-hmm. up or whatever. Well, mine would be the Blair Witch thing. And the music would pop up and go, and be really creepy. (laughs) And then, like, you would hear, like, uh, weird, like, creaking noises and stuff. Like, Blair Witchy kind noises. And the screen would go black. And then, like, the the logo, the little Blair Witch, you know, those little uh, things that are hanging in the in the trees, the little symbols Mm -hmm. that are hanging in the trees. That would pop up in the middle of the screen. And then it would say, the Blair Witch Project. And weird noises and stuff, and the th- and the three pictures of the people uh, would pop up. Mm. And I remember one time I just I, I left the computer. I don't know what I was doing, but I left the computer and I went to the bathroom. And I was in the bathroom, and all of a sudden I had forgotten that I had I had downloaded the screensaver. And I was in the mm. bathroom, and then I heard it go, you know, and get all weird. And I was like, "What the hell is that?" You know, because <laughs> I had forgotten. <laughs> that just, wow. So when the screensaver kicked in, the Blair Witch screensaver kicked in. It's a good thing I was on the. So toilet. your memory, your memory retention has not been good. No, since, <laughs> since yeah. the '90s, as we can tell, it's not changed. What you're yeah. telling me? Yeah, <laughs> I, I had forgotten. I guess, I guess the screensaver. Maybe that was the first time it ever, like, it ever really kicked in. You know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. never, I downloaded it, and then I guess I didn't. I wasn't away from the computer long enough for it to actually kick in, and this time I was. And I heard the, I heard the weird Blair Witchy stuff, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. I got the Blair Witch, the Blair Witch." <laughs> so, and then someone's trying to call me, and it's a busy signal. You know that kind of thing. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever live with anybody during that time period and then like they'd pick up the other phone in the house? God damn it! Yeah, you get lived, ki- 
lived at home. <laughs> yeah. Did that happen? Did that happen? Like you get online, yeah. you're like, oh man, I'm in my I'm in my AOL chat. God damn it! Because someone picked up the phone. <laughs> did they? Yeah, they AOL uh, had the chat room. They had. The, did they call them something, or is it just AOL chat? Did they? Um, I think they were just chat rooms. Yeah. Chat rooms. Okay. God, remember chat rooms? Oh man. Yeah. You'd go in and chat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. How about the Yahoo message boards? You remember the Yahoo message boards? Do they still? Um, yeah, I didn't really like involve myself in the message boards. Really, it's it's now evolved quite a lot. You know, with Reddit and um, Yelp and stuff. I think right? just people, yeah, just people deciding to put their opinions online. <laughs> I remember when message... it used to just be message boards. I remember message boards like the Yahoo message boards. This was like in the early 2000s, like 2004, 2005 ish around that Mm -hmm. time. They were really popular. And I remember people would just make up message boards. Well, they make up stuff now, too, and put it out there like on Reddit. They'll do a thread that's just made up. But entire message boards, you would have to join, you know. (laughs) God, those those were the days. Oh, I wonder if I if I find my iMac, I wonder if I plug it in. Will the Blair Witch screensaver pop up, you think? It, probably. Yeah? We'll probably still have, yeah, if it's if it's still on there. I um, mean, I, 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 ne- I never, I don't remember, like, not, you know, get. I don't remember get rid- getting rid of it or anything. I mean. Yeah. God, that would be so funny to get my iMac and then have the Blair Witch screensaver pop up. Yeah, my, um. so I have the the soundtrack to the Romeo and Juliet uh, of course Lerman's you do. Of Romeo course and you Juliet. Do. Yeah. Um, and that was a enhanced CD. So it had you could put it in your you could put it into the CD ROM of your computer, and it had like extras. Yeah. Which was just like pictures and just right. like clips. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. anything like. But it was really cool. You were like, oh my god. Yeah, man. Like, Exclusive I go content. Further than the movie. That's right. Exclusive. And, exclusive uh, Romeo. Yeah. Romeo plus Juliet content. Yeah, man. Yeah. But um, I think I tried it at a certain point, like way later. I tried it, and it would still work. It was a little funky because it's like yeah. really slow and odd on like uh, a, a more advanced computer. But yeah, it was interesting be, to see. Yeah. I mean, I can't see it now because my laptop does not have a. CD-ROM. <laughs> right. There's no... Yeah, it does not have a CD-ROM. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at... Mine does not have a... I'm looking at it right no, now. No. I don't think... Unless you are actively... I mean, you can find to, like, get that, but I yeah. think now just... If you just buy a laptop, they don't have that anymore. There's no, no this one does This one... I'm looking at this one. This actually belongs to Radio Misfits, the one that I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Uh, and it does not, it, as far as I can tell, it does not have a. Yeah, they don't. It's. So. I mean, you can yeah. hook one up to it. It's got all kinds of plugs and shit on the side. Right. You, you I yeah. mean, that's what you have to do. Like, if you were to get your your Mac. Yeah. You're going to have to. Take, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't even know if you could put in a. a um, What's the little, the memory stick. Oh, yeah. The little. I don't know little, if you but, could. Yeah. I don't think I, don't I could. Know. No, there's no way you could not. I don't know, know like what's I mean, they have to have plugs. I don't know what the Yeah. I don't know what the situation would be, but you All would have the, to if you would have to get a floppy disk. Now I'm or curious. Or CD-ROM, you would have to yeah, you'd have to get an attached uh, something to put the CD in. <laughs> yeah. I would have but there it it does have one. That that did have a CD uh, uh player. I used to play my CDs on it. Uh and uh, yeah. uh, on it. So yeah. 
But yeah, no, now I'm curious. Now the only thing I'm really curious about, well, first of all, when you said it, some of these are worth money, that got my, you know, I need money. Yeah. So that got me, that me got, got me going, oh yeah, that's cool. But I'm also you know, now really CD-ROMs curious. Have been, CD-ROMs have still been on. Like my last computer is not that old. Yeah. And it had a CD-ROM. But yeah, mm. they don't do it anymore. It's more like, it looks more svelte. Right, exactly. I mean, this thing is teeny, the one that I'm looking at right now. Um, it's always a lot of fun to watch movies on this one. That's that's always great. You know how when they send you a link, sometimes I don't watch them on my on my TV. Right. You have, to, you, have to, you have to be hooked up to a device and all this other stuff. It's much easier for me to do it on the laptop and just click onto the email and mm-hmm. watch it. But yeah, it's always yeah. like really, it's always fantastic to watch a movie on a laptop. That's always like really the way the director wanted us to watch it. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Oh, she's wearing an iMac T-shirt. Hi, Carrie. Oh, Hi, wow. I'm Carrie Russell, and I because you know love Nick's show. It was on her show. That I was like, ooh, look at the iMac. Because that was the first thing. You were like, I want that. I want Noel's iMac. <laughs> and we had one that like like Noel had. That was the one that we had. So, but now I just want to see. Now I'm 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 curious to see if um uh if my Blair Witch Project screensaver <laughs> is still on here. I mean, probably. Yeah. If the computer it. starts up and it works. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to. Pretty cool. It's nothing. It's not to say that it wouldn't be on there, you know? Yeah. Pretty cool. Man. All right. I, 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 I will say this. I don't miss the, uh, the, the modem, the dial up and the modem and the picking up the phone. Right. I mean, that was such a, that was such a disaster. Yeah. Just to try to do anything. And then, yeah, it would get ruined or even to get on. Because sometimes, like, you would be trying and trying and trying, and I don't know what it was. Like, if it was everybody was trying to get online at the yeah. same time. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I think if there was more than seven people trying to get online. <laughs> it yeah. Out. It would it not got... let you on. It was it a got... bit <laughs> difficult. Yeah. yeah. It got all jammed up. Oh, God. There must be eight people out there trying to get on, uh, <laughs> trying to right. get on, the, on the World Wide Web. Uh, and yeah, there's so many people out there right now trying to ask Jeeves. That's a, a, a well, even like now, I feel is sometimes. Well, I this is what I think. Like if the if the internet is slow, I just assume it's because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Too many people trying to get along. Too many people. I don't know if that's how it works anymore. <laughs> no, I think it does work that way. I think it, I think you can. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm serious. I think you can. I think I know that like. Uh, there are those things that break the internet. Like if everybody, you know, if something happens on the internet or a story breaks and everybody goes to it, you can literally mm-hmm. overload the internet. I know that still happens because they, they have, you know, uh, like I think didn't, well, well, you know, a way I can give you, I, I guess it's a, 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 an example, right? Ticketmaster, when people trying to get tickets for Taylor Swift, the whole fucking world exploded, remember? Yeah, but that's just the website itself. Oh, I it's okay. It's not your internet in general will then oh okay i wonder if the internet i wonder if we can break the internet i wonder if that's possible anymore (laughs) because i know i know you used to be able to break aol i know i know you used to be able to break AOL. i think every i think there's enough internet to go around now (laughs) (laughs) there's enough for everybody there's There's plenty of internet was just aol (laughs) right but like internet is now just 
in yeah. internet. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, have you have you ever seen the movie um, uh, Shattered Glass, Esmeralda? Uh, the the writing. Yeah, the movie the about Steve. About the... Stephen Glass, who was played by uh, Hayden Christensen, and he was the guy yes. that worked for, for the New Republic, and he made up all those bullshit stories, and you know, and then yeah, caught... yeah, yeah. You remember when he was trying to weasel his way out? You've seen the movie, then, right? Yeah, it's a great movie. I mean, Peter Sarsgaard, Jesus Christ, he's good in it. But but um, but there's that scene in the movie, and this has happened in real life too. It's based on a true story. It really happened. Stephen Glass was full of shit, and he wrote a whole bunch of fake. He cooked a whole bunch of stories for the New Republic and fooled everybody. Um, but there's that scene in the movie where uh, he he actually f- creates a fake website to cover mm-hmm. his tracks for like a bullshit lead he made up. But he yeah. made and it's he, crazy. No one could track you know. No one could yeah. track you at least yeah. at that point in time. Ex- exactly. But he had to like they were investigating him, so he had to like quickly make up a fake website that he said existed. So he did it on AOL. Yeah. They did it on. He did it exclusively on AOL. And so when the investigators were questioning him they're like why the hell would a major software company just have their <laughs> just have their website on an AOL <laughs> on an AOL page <laughs> and that was one of the big flags you know one of the big red flags like wait a minute this is a major yeah. software company not even a GeoCities <laughs> right it was AOL and then, like that's what this idiot did that's what Stephen Glass did he like he said that there was this uh, juked Micronics was the name of the uh, the fake company he made up Mm-hmm. And when they were investigating him, he's like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna have to make up this website." So he went to AOL and made a members website called Juked My Crime. <laughs> They're like, "Dude, this is just on AOL. I mean, you're not fooling anybody." So anyway, but yeah, 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 breaking the internet. You can still do that, I guess, once in a while. I don't know. It's like this. You think you can get me to a hospital? I think I broke my ass. That's the internet. That was the that was that was the Ticketmaster. That was the Ticketmaster website when the Swifty tickets. Went. You think you can get me to a hospital? I think I broke my ass. Right. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, hey, you know we love to talk about people being dumb, Esmeralda. You know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people are people are dumb. You you know I mean we they talk are about very dumb. There are so many people that are dumb. And I love these real, and, and, and I love to talk about these so much um, every once in a while, like real product packaging warnings for people because people mm-hmm. are dumb. And you know, when you when you go to a place and there are warning signs or when you, like, I, I love the ones on the commercials that said, please do not attempt this. And it's like, please do not attempt this. These are professionals, or like it's a CGI, you know, monkey jumping out of a plane with a parachute in a commercial, and they're like, "Please do not right. attempt." <laughs> like, like trained gonna... driver, do not yeah. attempt yourself. Exactly, yeah. and and in the commercial, it's a trained driver going through time or something, and it's like, "Oh, don't attempt," you know. <laughs> don't try to go through time. Right, not on your own. Go to a. It's go, difficult. Yeah, go to Doc Brown. Cause it consult. It's a lot cons, of math. Consult, consult Christopher Lloyd if you're gonna try uh, to time travel. But these are real warnings. God, I love these, and I know that uh, that we can have a lot. You, you you love these too. Are you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. On uh, a Sears hair dryer. Okay, it says mm-hmm. the the warning was do not use while sleeping. <laughs> I mean, you gotta save time, right? <laughs> I don't have time to dry my hair and be awake. <laughs> I'm going I'm to set the timer so that the hair dryer goes on 20 minutes before my alarm so I can sleep a little bit longer, but I can have yeah, dry and hair. And you're warm. 
when I, <laughs> especially in, in January, in January, that's right. Right? Wouldn't that be nice? Just, <laughs> it, it goes off and it's just warming you. I mean, it would burn you because, I mean, my hair dryer, I've known it to get crazy hot, <laughs> which yeah. is probably, I probably need a new one. <laughs> Now, do they do, do hair dryers? I don't. I don't use a hair dryer. Um, but you know, like when I was growing up in the seventies, we all did. We all used hair dryers, even though we didn't need mm-hmm. to. Um, do they still like get hair in them? Because back in the seventies, you have to, you could usually yeah. pu- pull hair out of them and stuff. Is uh, that still- mine does. I mean, yeah. I, you can get a really simple one. Mm-hmm. You can get a very basic hair dryer that, yeah, it's still in the back has that yeah. thing. I yeah. don't know about the because there's a lot of newfangled hair dryers with like attachments and all this stuff. And I'm not sure how those work now. Yeah. Now, you know who, uh, you know who, you know who we could ask about hair dryers, especially classic hair dryers and get some good advice. You know who? Who's that? Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bolton. Now, you know, he had a hair dryer. He had, he had to have several hair dryers, right? In the early nineties. Right. I mean, <laughs> well, I would think that he, his stylist had them. Yeah. He's not doing his own hair. <laughs> gentlemen, Ever. Michael Bolton. Now there's a guy with some hair, you know. So I, mm-hmm. I bet there's been, I bet there, there have been some hair dryer incidents or problems that Michael Bolton uh, had had gone through over the years. I would, I would, I would think he has to. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I don't think he's ever got his hair caught in a hair dryer unless he's done. He's been doing it himself, because. <laughs> And if that happened, I feel like he would be very angry mm. at whoever was doing his hair. Oh, they would be fired <laughs> on really, the spot. I mean, that's really only like a, a thing that you do. Yeah. As you're drying your hair that you would like accidentally like get it too close. Because right. I think if someone is drying your hair, there's really no, not the biggest possibility that they would turn it and yeah. then your hair would get caught in it. Did you ever, did you ever um, see those videos, uh, the, the videos of like girls with like curling irons and they pull on it and then their hair falls out. Like they pull their hair. Yeah. Out Cause they, they just burnt their hair. They essentially burnt their hair off. Oh man. That's, I always feel so bad whenever their I see hair is you, so damaged. I yeah. see. And I see that. Cause you know, they show that kind of shit a lot on ridiculousness, you know, um, mm-hmm. or obviously those videos are all over the internet, but I, I don't really scour the internet for those. So when I do see those kind of things, it's 90% of the time I'm watching it on ridiculousness because I love that show. (laughs) And and they do a lot of those like, Oh my God. You know, like there's that, that shocked look. Like if someone like pulls a a chunk of their hair out that first, like that first chunk of hair just came out of your head. Like it's not. Have you ever done that as well? No, 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 I don't, I don't style my hair enough. Yeah. For it to be that damaged. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is just so... I mean, the look on the poor girl's face, too, like when they've got, like, you know, five inches of hair rolled up and it's gone. Like, oh, yeah. Man. I mean, hair cr- or hair dryers or curlers are no joke. Yeah. I mean, it's heat. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. Heat and metal. Yeah. And you're putting it on your hair. And if your hair is not healthy, it's all, like, it's sad also... and breaking already. It's just, yeah, it's a... And, it's, it's and, a Recipe and I've, for disaster. I've seen slasher movies uh, over the years where the hair, the curling iron has been a, a good weapon in slasher movies. Like you can kill somebody pretty good with a hair dryer. Yeah. With a, with a, with, I'm sorry, with a curling them. iron. Yeah. Hell yeah. You like stick it burn, in there. Like literally use it to just to, like touch them once with it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 
No, I've seen like I've people. I've seen people I, with those burns on their foreheads. From... I've seen I've seen horror movies where they actually stick the curling iron someplace where you really don't want to stick the curling iron, and it's uh, oh. yeah, pretty pleasant. So, all right. by the way, the new uh, Eli Roth uh, movie Thanksgiving, which opens today, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Oh, good! <laughs> it's, so, it's so fucking stupid. It's so stupid, and he's such an idiot. But I I really liked it, and I'll tell you something, Esmeralda. The first ten minutes of the movie. The carnage and gore in the first ten minutes is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, just from the trailer, it looks pretty gory. It's very gory. It's so very I'm gory. expecting even more if you watch oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. yeah. No, no, trust me. It's, I mean, and the whole first ten minutes of the movie takes place uh, on Thanksgiving night at a Black Friday sale where everybody murdered, literally murders people to get. You know, waffle irons. And, I mean, and, people and do TVs. that already. I know that's the, <laughs> that's why the god <laughs> beating each other yeah. for a, a poorly made cheap appliance. Yeah, yeah, and that's what the, I mean. And 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 the, I mean, it goes to the to biblical levels in the first ten minutes yeah. of this movie. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, people would just be like, ah, oh, okay. I would do that. Like, yeah, no one's well, gonna you know, see it any different. By the way, do you know who's murdered in- at Black Friday? Do you know who's in this movie? Do you know that like sexy man of the world, uh, uh, McSteamy, is in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that until the screening. I'm like, what the fuck is Patrick Dempsey doing in this movie? <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> what the hell is he doing in this movie? And he's in it. Uh, so I got to say, though, I enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> Everybody around me hated it. Because mm-hmm. I, I was sitting in the critics, you know, in the critics thro- row where all the critics were. And yeah. I was la- I was laughing my ass off. I was having a great time. And everybody around me was like, "The hell is wrong with you?" And I'm like, "I think this movie's pretty great." <laughs> Some quality kills in it, man. I'm telling you. Anyway, all right. Uh, how about this on a bag of Fritos? You ready for this, Esmeralda? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You could be a winner. No purchase necessary. Details inside. <laughs> so. I guess Wait, if you, like literal is it in is it what does that mean? I guess like the the like if you open the bag the little playing card or something is inside it. But okay. it says on the outside it says no purchase necessary. But what are you going to do tear the bag open in the grocery store? I mean you store? could just yeah, you could. <laughs> and, and take the thing. I guess so. I mean <laughs> So all right. So rip it open. How about this? It is possible. All I right. mean it's frowned upon, but you know <laughs> you want to win. There you want to win. You got to be a winner. No purchase necessary. Details inside. Well, they said I don't have to buy it. It says right on this bag. I don't have to buy it. I can right? tear it open right here. That and then you could. Be, I think that yeah, would hold I up. I think that would hold yeah. up in a, in a court of law. Don't you think? Hey, it says right I, here. I would think so. Yeah. How about this? On a bar of Dial soap. Okay. Mm-hmm. It says directions. Use like regular soap. <laughs> Why would you not? Also, what's not using it like regular soap? That's a good question. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a very good question. What would be not like using it like regular soap? I'm going right? to eat it. I'm going to eat it. Maybe like, what pe- are people doing with it? Maybe people are getting confused by that Irish Spring commercial because there's that that Irish dude with the knife. Remember, he slices the the uh, the bar of Irish Spring. You've ever seen that commercial? Yeah, where the guy slices the the Irish string uh, spring to show you that it's all colorful on the inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's what people are doing. They're just taking bars of soap and cutting them, dicing them up like they're vegetables. I mean, I guess. I mean, you can do that. Like I've seen people, they um, 
they grate it and then they use it for stuff for cleaning or whatever they grate like a bar of soap oh yeah so you can you can make your own laundry detergent oh i see i mean they grate they've grated like that's that soap that's for washing yeah have you seen it it's you know you use it and you hand wash stuff yeah 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 okay um so people do that so maybe people are like hey I have some dial. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's grade up some dial. And, and maybe dial's like, no, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. So so they put use like regular soap. Just use soap. it like regular soap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that really is my only, like, what else are you doing with it? <laughs> so shouldn't most of these warnings be like, don't be a dipshit? Shouldn't they just say that, I would I would think? Yeah. How about this Although one? Although it needs... It has to be like the question needs to be asked. Like, were you raised right? Yeah. <laughs> if not, here's this warning. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one on uh, Swanson frozen dinners? It says serving suggestion: defrost. That's, that's oh, it. I see. As opposed Wait. to like, as opposed to like Don't eating it the way that. It? I'm sorry. Or microwave it, right? Don't you got to microwave it? Yeah. It's uh, maybe some of them. Hold on, though. Do you have to defrost those? I thought you some just of them, stuck them in the microwave. Some of them have like really, and I've never understood. You know who does a great bit about um, frozen food and preparing frozen food? Uh, Vince Moranto, my buddy, who is a great stand-up comedian who's been around for many years, who is also my pal in the in this world. <gasps> McRib is back. He's like the he's the maniac who eats more McRibs than I do during McRib season. You should all get to. You should. You two should get together and we, talk about McRibs. Yeah, we should. It's it's McRib season. They just started like two and days ago. Eat a McRib. You should be eating McRibs together, we, and you should do a podcast with them a, and eat McRibs <laughs> on it. Eating McRibs with Vince and Nick. I think that was a yeah. McRib is back. Well, he um, does a uh, a great bit about like how you know, like you're a single guy and you're like, just get some shit out of the freezer and throw it in the microwave. You know what I mean? Like you just want mm-hmm. something to eat and you don't know, give a shit. Yeah. But he's like, wait a minute, this says uh, defrost for, for a minute and a half uh, and then puncture the the seal and then put it back in, defrost for another minute and then rotate and then put it on. And then it's like, cook for nine minutes. He's like, fuck it. And he just goes, I throw it in, cook it for 10 minutes and it's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would assume. But yeah, that's one of my I favorite. I did not know. Yeah. I did not know that some have to be defrosted. Oh, yeah. No, you got to defrost some of them. And like, oh, yeah, I'm a single guy. I know this. I know this stuff. This is. uh, That just, to me, defeats the purpose of these things. I totally agree. Yes, you're absolutely right, Esmeralda. Exactly. And that's the point of Vince's bit. It's like, what the fuck am I? Why am I even doing this? I'm a single guy. I don't want to clean anything. I just want to throw this in the microwave. Make a whole meal. Yeah. (laughs) Just might as well just cook something. I'm going to defrost it. Yeah. Defrost this, then rotate this, and turn it this. In fact, get out of here. Ah. All right. Um, uh, how about this? On most brands of uh, Christmas lights, okay? Well, this is something that people are going to mm. be dealing with. A lot of people are putting up their yeah. Christmas shit this weekend, you know, um, uh, this coming weekend afterwards. One of them is, uh, for most Christmas lights, brand of Christmas for indoor or outdoor use only. That's an actual... <laughs> well, then we're... Is there anything else? Is there a space? third? Space? Space? I don't know. What, yeah, you um... can't. You don't take them to the spaceship. <laughs> You're not allowed. Yeah. Although that's indoors. It is, right? I mean, you know, 
That's <laughs> indoors. I mean, I don't know how it would, you know, Christmas yeah. lights would take in space, but. For indoor or outdoor use only, Christmas lights. Um, um, uh, on a Japanese food processor, not to be used for the other use. <laughs> what is that? Mm. Now, <laughs> it's like a, that's like a weed. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah. No, don't do it. We know <laughs> and what then you're they're just like, what do you mean? It's like, no, we know. We know that, you know, don't right. do it. It's not for that. How about <laughs> printed on the bottom of a Tesco tiramisu dessert? Okay. This is printed mm. on the bottom of a Tesco tiramisu dessert. Do not turn upside down. <laughs> Um, that's on the bottom. I guess that's a good idea. It should say, hey, asshole, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, also, I don't, yeah, it should be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> don't do this. So, what are you doing? I feel um, like it should be on the top. Yeah. And say that. And then right. at the bottom, it, it like chastises you for right. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, we told you not to. <laughs> you ruined it now, asshole. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> On a can of Sainsbury's peanuts, it says, warning, hmm. contains nuts. <laughs> yeah, peanuts are nuts. Yeah, they so, are. Yeah. Um, yeah. All they right. Are. Yep. <laughs> if you weren't 100%, I guess. Um, on a package for a Rowenta uh, clothes iron. Oh, hmm. I've seen this one before. Do not iron clothes on body. I've seen that. I mean, yeah. hey, you think it could be a good idea. Right. <laughs> You're like, why do I need to take out any flat surface or use any flat surface? My body's flat surface. It's fine. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. Um, I could actually see that being as a re like it really does need to be there. Well, my the, <laughs> the thing if is, you're in quite a hurry. You well, could be very tempted. <laughs> so as as I read more of these, there's a ton more of these, and we can get to it. We can do them on an, uh, on another uh, episode because there's so many more. But I think the reason why a lot of these exist, Esmeralda, is because they had to put them on there because some idiot did something. Right. You know what I mean? Somebody like, did iron yeah, with their exactly. On Some, someone ended up in the hospital. Somebody ended up in the hospital with third degree burns because they ironed a shirt on their body. You know what I mean? I mean, I could see doing that though. Ironing Not a shirt. Myself, but yeah. I could see someone like frantic, yeah. panicking because they have to leave and they're late and it's wrinkled. Yeah. And they're just like, ah, I'll yeah. just do it on me. Yeah. So uh I gotta get to the office, son of a bitch. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's just you and, need to um better yeah. time management. That's that's not good. They should have like a thing with it, like with irons. They should have some kind of like time management brochure or something <laughs> to then avoid it should be like don't iron on yourself. Here's some time management so you don't have to <laughs> right. think about maybe trying to do this. Yeah, to help people become better people. That's what it is. To help people Right. Out. Like, hey, we some... see that you might want to try to iron on yourself. Don't. <laughs> don't Here's don't some he... tip to not, you know. How about this on Nightall sleeping aid. It says warning may cause cause drowsiness. Mm. So in case you I'm, didn't know well, that. Well, I I guess I'm glad that it it says that. Yeah. Because sometimes you think that those things don't work, but mm -hmm. this one I guess will. Yeah. Or it might. It might. It might. Because may. Know. May cause. Right. May cause drowsiness. 
But not but if you're on know. like not if you've just done fifteen it bumps. Might, fifteen bumps of cocaine. That might be uh <laughs> right. might be a problem. But it might. Yeah. So might. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, all right. Well, those are some warnings that you might want to check out. We've got some more of these dumb things that we can get to at another time. And we're never we never we will never run out of stories about people doing dumb shit. That will never Oh, of course. No. Never as long as Florida exists. <laughs> America's wang, as, uh, as as Homer calls it. Homer Simpson, ooh, America's wang. That's where, that's where I first heard that. Yeah, was Homer, it is. Homer Simpson called it America's wang. So anyway. All right. Well, uh, we will talk more about that uh, coming up. Listen, Ezra, have a lovely weekend leading into the holidays. And we, yes. uh, we've got uh, a couple of shows uh, that, that will be uh, dropping uh, we got one show before uh, before Thanksgiving. It'll be our last show before Thanksgiving, which means Marnie Schur is going to join me from the takeout because she's our nice. crazy food lady, and we'll have all kinds of yeah. Thanksgiving uh, recipes and ideas, and we'll do a uh, we'll do a, a taste test of uh, something, I think. So we got some food talk, uh, and then um, on the episode that drops the day after Thanksgiving, um, Eric and Steve and I will review all the big holiday movies for that weekend. And uh, right, because that's a huge thing. It's big stuff, right? To go out, to the yeah. movies, go to the movies on Thanksgiving, go to the movies, eat, on your, the... eat your turkey, and then go see a movie, right? Exactly, fall that's asleep. That's a, a big old thing. Yeah. Fall asleep, fall, fall asleep, asleep in the theater, exactly. <laughs> fall asleep in the theater. So, <laughs> you're just gonna give tips which ones to fall asleep at, exactly. Like, this one's I... good to go to yeah. this one and, and you I... can take a nice nap. And I can tell you something, <laughs> I saw I saw a couple of couple of big ones this week that are worthy of sleeping during. That's all I'm saying. I mean, hey, some people like. They just need a night out, but you yeah. just need a nap. That's it. And you'll get a nap <laughs> if you go see fucking Napoleon. That's all I'm saying. Oh, sorry. I was oh not supposed boy. to read that. All right. Sorry. Dynamite? Are you no, not that one. Dynamite? Not that one. No, no. No, this is about three times longer than Napoleon Dynamite, this movie. Oh, my God. The director's cut? Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> director's, director's cut. cut. Yeah, it's a miniseries. <laughs> Um, all right. So, uh, Esmeralda, I will uh, I will see you uh, the on uh, Tuesday. Uh, have a great uh, mm-hmm. hol- have a great weekend leading into the holidays. And you listening, please yeah. be a sponsor if you'd like. If you have a an, uh, something you want to advertise, sales at radiomisfits.com. Get it on here. Uh, be a part of the Nick D podcast by leaving a voicemail twenty four seven at seven seven three four one seven six nine four eight. Drop us an email anytime you want. Nick D podcast at gmail Jason Skaggs does all the music and the sound and the themes and the weirdness, and he's awesome. Ed does everything else with radiomisfits.com. Uh, rate and review us on every platform. And uh, again, Marnie Sure will join us on the next episode. My thanks to Jim Ryan from Forbes and Daily Herald for uh, talking about music with us. And my thanks to Esmeralda Leon. And my thanks to you guys for listening. And we will see you next time on the Deep Pocket. The wind is right on me.